Welcome back to Drive Time Devotionals, a podcast to help you stand strong and remain connected to Jesus. This is episode number six, and I hope it will be an encouragement to you. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us an amazing promise. If we will ask the Father and keep on asking in alignment with His will, He will give us all that we need. When we seek Him and keep seeking Him for His help according to His Word, He will lead us to His answers. When we knock and keep on knocking, he will open the doors that he wants us to enter, and he will close the doors that are not right for us. So when is enough enough? How long do we ask? Do you remember when you were a kid, and all you could think about was that gift you wanted for your birthday or Christmas? Maybe it was a bike or a doll. For me, it was a drum set from Sears that included a Ringo Starr wig. Yep, I became a Beatle. What did you do to ensure you'd get that dream gift? You pestered your parents to death. I bugged my poor mom every day about my Christmas dream, that drum set, probably beginning in early October. I was sure that I knew what was best for me. Funny how I never considered how me banging on a drum set in our home might not be the best thing for the other five residents. Well... Didn't you ask and keep on asking, hoping your persistence would convince your parents that they really needed to buy you that gift? On so many occasions, I have asked the Father to do certain things for me or for others, only to find that as time passed and I continued to ask, my request changed. The more I prayed, the more clarity He brought to my mind and the more I understood what was truly needed. The more we grow in dependence on the Lord, the easier it becomes to discern how the Spirit is leading and what we should be requesting from the Father. As you continue being honest with God, you will realize how He is shaping your heart to desire the things that He longs to give you, which is His absolute best. He will open the eyes of your heart to see more and more of Him and His will for you. If you are fine on your own, let's say with a problem at work or school, you'll simply land on the solution that works for you, and then you'll go for it. But if you are living in dependence on the one who knows all things, you will incorporate him more and more into your plans and your problems to seek his answers and to have him open the right doors. Aren't you tired of kicking in doors for yourself? Wouldn't you rather learn to wait for the Father to open them for you when the time is just right? In expressing our absolute need for God to help us, the Apostle Peter encouraged all of Jesus' followers to stop acting independently and instead to cast all their anxieties and concerns on God. The word for cast is very literal. It's what you do when you throw your clothes on the bed. Why are we instructed to throw our burdens on His shoulders? because he cares deeply about the things that weigh his people down. This is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. God is the only one qualified to relieve your burdens, so he instructs you to throw them on him as you are praying and to keep on throwing them on him as you keep on praying. One of the most astounding truths in rescuing his people from sin, death, and hell is that we now have direct access to the Father. In Christ, direct access is a radically new concept. God visibly demonstrated to the Jews, through how the temple was arranged, that His holiness was 
unapproachable for humans. You may know there was only one room in the temple called the Most Holy Place, and that's where God's presence was always visible. By day, there was a plume of smoke that hovered over this room and towered up into the sky. By night, it was a column of fire. In God's law, he gave the command that only one person could ever enter this room once a year, and that was the high priest. However, he couldn't go in whenever he wanted to. He could only enter one day each year for a very specific reason. This day was called Yom Kippur, which means the Day of Atonement. In 1 Timothy six fifteen and 16, we read this same truth, that God is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. Now, on that Jewish holy day, the high priest would symbolically make atonement for all of Israel's sins through a blood sacrifice. Since the time of Moses, the Jews celebrated this momentous day. Jewish tradition says that the high priest was so fearful of entering into this room where Jesus dwelt that they tied a rope around his ankle so that if he did something wrong and God struck him dead, they could drag his body from the room. They knew that if anyone else entered the most holy place to retrieve the body, they too would be struck dead by God. That might sound harsh, but God was demonstrating the truth that he is completely holy and thus lives in unapproachable light. That is his holiness. The purpose of the Day of Atonement was to point to the day when God would atone for the sins of his people through the blood sacrifice of his Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus' sacrificial death was demonstrated in a very visible way to the Jews when Jesus breathed his last breath on that sacred Friday afternoon. In Matthew twenty-seven fifty and 51, it says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The gigantic curtain that served as the door into the most holy place was now opened up for anyone to enter. God demonstrated to the world that through his son's sacrifice, people could now have access, direct access into his presence, but only through accepting that Jesus is the Lamb of God that atones for the sins of those who believe. In Hebrews ten nineteen through 22 this astonishing new reality is described. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We get to draw near to God. In Christ, we have absolute confidence, even though we can't see Him, that we are praying directly to God and He is listening to our every word. Our confidence is in Jesus, not at all in ourselves. Only sinless people can be in the presence of God. You and I certainly are far from being sinless, practically speaking, but we most definitely are sinless positionally. 
Jesus has atoned for all of our sins, and we therefore stand before his Father and ours, covered in Jesus' righteousness, in his holiness. Have full assurance that when you pray, you are speaking directly to your heavenly Father, just as if you were standing right in front of him, not quibbling and terrified like Dorothy and her friends were when they stood before the powerful Oz. Rather, it's like a dearly loved child sitting on their father's lap because father adores them and because they trust him so completely. Another amazing truth is that our prayers are not lost in space. God not only hears us, he also captures our requests, confessions, and praises. Here is the indelible picture from Revelation 5.8. And remember, this is coming from the old apostle John. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Our prayers are forever captured in golden bowls of incense. Our prayers are like a sweet aroma in the father's nostrils. Revelation 8, 3 through 4 gives us the same image. What a picture. Shouldn't that reinforce our desire to want to pray according to the will of God? If our prayers are that precious to the Father, we can strive to do better, much better. We can learn to pray in truer alignment with how God wants us to pray using His way and His words. How could you possibly go wrong praying to the Father according to the pattern of prayer that his son gave to us. So in the next episode, we'll discover how to use the outline for praying that Jesus gave to us in order that we can understand how to ask the Father for what he wants to give us. But let's be perfectly clear. We are not learning how to manipulate God to get what we want. Praying the way God wants you to pray isn't the end goal. Our praying is all about developing an intimate relationship with our Father, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. Seeing God answer our prayers is about building up our faith in Him as we watch Him work in and through us to bring about His kingdom in a broken and dark world. You see, the way to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is completely dependent on learning how to regularly converse with God about the things that matter to you both. As you learn to direct your thoughts to the reality of the presence of the Spirit of God who is always in you, you will begin thanking Him more and more for His grace throughout each day. So as we wrap up this episode, let me encourage you to take some time afterwards to think about all the ways you experienced the grace of God yesterday. Contact me at BillSimpson.org with any questions or comments. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you.